What's coming up on today's experience? Devotional Diamonds of the Day, also known as DDDs, where my daily devotions become some of our spiritual reflections. Sound effects placed throughout the show which have nothing to do with life, but they force Dynamite DNI to make up story connections. You see what they do? They make us come up with stuff, right? The review of the Goofy News, which proves Jesus is coming back sooner than you think, in regards to the media and the government, they just make up story connections. It's not to have to do with anything. They just make that stuff up. Life lessons for our faith that we could actually use probably won't if we sit on our blessed assurance. Humor that will force you to think, why does this guy have a radio show? Because it enables us to connect together. And that's a big part of being Christians. Psalm 119, verse 63, I am a companion to all them that fear you. That's why I'm doing the show. Because you're all my friends. You're my brothers. You're my sisters. You are my family. We are family. Okay. Also, Bible trivia for fake and yet somehow real cool prizes, your phone calls, and more. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. My name is David Spoon. I'll be your host for the next 5,400 seconds. Get ready for one of the more bizarre experiences on live radio. Here is the key to the show. We don't know what we're doing. We have no idea what's going to happen, and we don't care. But for the next few minutes, I want to talk faith with you. So here we go. We're asking questions about living life as a Christian. That thingy, you know, are we connecting to other believers. You and I, are we connecting to other believers? This is God's will for us. So we talked about sound effects, D&I, making up story connections. We talked about the media and the government. They're just making up stories. (laughs) We talked about why we do the show. It's because it gives us an opportunity to connect together. The question is, are we connecting to one another, as is the will of God for our lives. If you have an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question, don't let it die of loneliness. Reach out to us. This is the time. This is the place. Maybe you've got a prayer re- request that you've got. you got something going on. You just need other people to bring their faith with it and just help you in it. Let's do it, fulfilling the word of God, exactly as the word teaches. Paul talks about in Romans 15, 30, joining one another, people joining him in prayer, joining his struggle by praying for him. Let's do that together. That's what we should be doing. Also, praise reports, so powerful when we share the Lord doing powerful awesome, incredible, and just very blessed things in our lives. We tell other people, and they get blessed, and their expectation rises. That is a powerful element to what we do. Now, if you want to reach out to us, there's a couple ways to do that, okay? You can call us at 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. When you call 972 Four four five zero seven seven zero. You will end up talking to Dynamite D. Hello, lucky 
naughty person. You got the number right, because you are talking to kid a dynamite. Alright, now per our situation yesterday, talking to Dynamite D is like getting an unexpected bonus in your paycheck. Woo! Come on. <laughs> like, woohoo! Right? That'd be awesome, That's a right? Blessing. Right? Or if you're getting a check from the government or something, unexpected bump. And you're like, hello. That is a blessing. Hello. All right. Uh, by the way, you can also text us live during the show, 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. 214-210-8483. Keep in mind that you can also send us an email, david at hemustincrease.org. That's david at hemustincrease.org. At this point, we're going to send you up to the website, as we often do. On the website, there is ambassador information. I did get new ambassador brochures. I'll be sending those. We're getting those to Deb pretty soon, to Aunt Deb. Uh, I made a mistake on one of them. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing like paying surprise, for Surprise, yeah. surprise. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I put it in there. It's like you would just think, well, reorder shouldn't be a problem. Yeah, well, for me. <laughs> That's all I can say. One of the lines missed. <laughs> That's all I can say. So you oh, look at man. the brochure, you go, okay. <laughs> what, was it, what was that guy thinking? Anyway, so we got those for you. For anybody who doesn't know what the ambassador program is, you go to the website, you click on the video, you listen to the video. It's fun. It's only, it doesn't take that long. And then it tells you what to do, and then you follow the process, and you become an ambassador. Do you get any money for it? No. There you go. <laughs> so you, get, you just become a, a vessel, a vehicle. Maybe the Lord will use it. Maybe he won't. I don't know. That's part of you engaging with the Lord. So that's there on the website, plus an opportunity to give. And giving is really important. It's not just that it's a biblical principle. And let me tell you something. If you give, but you don't want to give to this ministry, don't. Don't give to this ministry. But you ought to be a giver in the kingdom of God, period. If it's not here, that's fine. Just be a giver. If the Lord puts it on your heart to give here, great. You can do that through the website, or if you don't want to do it through the website, which is totally secure, you can also do it with the information that comes from the website, so you don't have to go through the website directly. Please check out hemustincrease.org. Prayer request? Hemustincrease.org. Praise report? Hemustincrease.org. Looking to give to this ministry? Hemustincrease.org. Confused by what's happening right now? Hemustincrease.org. Hemustincrease.org. That is uh, exactly what I did with a piece of wood on my head when I saw that the line was off. I was kind of thinking that. <laughs> on the brochure going, ha, ha, put, you, you push print. <laughs> Anyhow, we'll just move on from that because I could just uh, cry about that. Don't forget to be praying for the audience. That's very important. And I do want to offer up a prayer for D and for Don and for Jennifer. So we're just going to take a moment to pray for you guys if that's okay. Uh, and everybody just join me with your faith. Real quickly, Father, we come before you right now. We thank you and praise you for every brother and sister we have. We thank you for the family of God. We thank you for the gracious people that you 
have brought into our lives at different times, Lord, different people doing powerful things under your leading, under your guidance. And we are asking your blessing on Dynamite D as he's a part of this show, that you would bless him, you would anoint him, you would give him clarity of heart, clarity of thought, clarity of of spirit, and that he would be able to function as you desire him to. We ask you to bless Don, who's the owner of this whole process. Got to be tough, got to be going through his own levels of warfare. We lift him up to you and ask you to protect him and to give him a great sense of wisdom. Solomon needed wisdom to lead and guide and that's what Don needs to do the radio ministry right, especially for the stations he runs and owns. And Lord, we ask you to bless Jennifer. She's been a faithful, diligent servant for this kingdom, for for this station, for the ministry, and we ask you to reward her for her faithfulness and her diligence and her willingness to go the extra mile and her excellence of spirit. We ask you to bless these three people in a special way because they all, in turn, bless all of us. We thank you for them in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And amen. Okay, got that rolling. Uh, and as Gene uh, and I said today, in Yeshua Hamashiach's name, that's uh, in Yeshua's name would be Jesus' name, Yeshua Hamashiach. That'd be the Hebrew for Jesus Christ, in case you're wondering. Uh, let's go back into this text. We're in Hebrews right now. Uh, that was a little bit of a twang there with, a, you know, kind of a cowboy Texas country. Right now. Right I now. That. I was okay. wondering about okay. that. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Uh, backing it up to verse 36, but understanding what we're going to do here. I just want you to catch this. These are the kind of things that when I'm reading the Scripture and I'm in devotions, I jump up and down for. I mean, it's like, yeah, you think it, you, you, it's like, no. I mean, I actually have to put the dogs in another room. I have to be on my own because I have all these weird responses. Uh, Hebrews chapter 10, verse 35 and 6, but I'm leading it into verse 37, so we're not going to go back over it. It says this, so don't throw away your confidence, which is a great reward. You... For you need endurance so that after you've done God's will, you may receive what was promised. Verse 37. For yet in a very little while, the coming one will come and not delay. So I don't, it's not genius, right? This is the second coming of Jesus Christ. The coming one is the return of Jesus Christ. It is his second approach to the planet, so to speak. And here, in this spot, you're going to find out something theological. You think, well, what's the big deal about that? I'm going to tell you why. Because it says, yet in a very little while, a very little while, here's where my appreciation for premillennialism comes into fruition. So most of you know, uh, I think that premillennialism, millennialism, and postmillennialism are fantastic. I am not of that mindset that says you have to be one or the other. I think that's just goofy. Uh, I'm a Jewish guy who who has a Baptist, a Pentecostal, and a, and a charismatic ordination. So I obviously don't think along those lines of you have to be in the box. The bottom line is the all mills and the pre and the post mills have a lot of great things going on in them. But here, premillennialism takes a front step. Because there's a sense of urgency in this passage regarding the second coming of Christ. And one of the faults, okay? Now, I'm also a pan-millennialist, by the way. I'm a manifold millennialist, if you really want to know what the theology is. And a pan-millennialist, that's the fun one. It'll all pan out. But one thing's for sure. Jesus is coming again soon and soon and very soon. And much sooner than people realize, 
And if we realized it, if we realized that Jesus was coming back soon, we would live differently. And this is where the premillennial dispensationalists get a get a bonus. Because they live their lives as though the Lord could return any moment. I don't deny that there's prophecies that are in process, that, that this should take place, this should take place. But I also don't deny that the Lord could just go, da, 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 I'm back. You guys misunderstood. Here I am. I mean, after all, they misunderstood the first time he came. I'm not sure why we would think that we're not going to misunderstand the second time. But that's besides the point. Here's what the point is. There should be an urgency, a sense of awareness, a sense of understanding that Jesus is coming again soon. And in this passage, it says, yet in a very little while, the coming one will come and will not delay. And when we least expect it, bam, the sky splits. When you least anticipate it, bam, here's the trumpet. When you least think it's going to happen, bam, there's the horse. I'm telling you, the, 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 the premise here that the Lord is trying to communicate to us is that this can happen in a moment. It can happen in a moment for you individually in the next 10 seconds. It can happen corporately whenever the Lord determines it. And for everybody that goes, well, this must happen, this must happen, this must happen. Oh, stop it. You know, how many times were the 12 disciples wrong and they hung out with Jesus directly for three and a half years? Let's, you know, well, we're smarter than they are. No, you're not. Let's just say that. Well, I don't see you build the church the way they did. Anyway, bottom line going through this process is this. Jesus is coming again, and he's coming soon. You wake up today. You woke up today. You probably didn't wake up thinking Jesus could come today. Yes, he could. He can come before this show is over. I hope he does. And you should hope that too. But if we really lived our lives though, as though the Lord was coming any moment, our lives would look different. Here's how you know. Let's say the Lord knocked on your door and said, David, you have 36 hours that I'm coming for you. What would you do different in that 36 hours? Get it? That's what it is to live for the return of the Lord. That. Okay? All right. Take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the true station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. What is the David Spoon Experience? Imagine yourself on a rocket ship racing at 1,000 miles an hour into space. Once there, you can sense the power and the presence of the majestic and the divine. You forget about your troubles and your fears, and you just float in peace without a worry in the world. There are no struggles, no pain, no discomfort. It's soothing, calm, comfortable. But then the show starts, and you realize that none of that stuff has anything to do with the show. What were you thinking? The David Spoon Experience, only for the brave of heart and the bored. The David Spoon Experience. This is really, really important. Who do people say that Christ is? Now listen to this. Some people think he's kind of like a John the Baptist guy. 
who's just a wild guy who goes out there and, you know, uh, dressed up weird and has weird things to say. This is what the world thinks. Some people think, and in the other passage, he's like Elijah or Jeremiah or one of the great prophets. And it doesn't matter what any of those people think. It doesn't matter what – it matters what you think. And that's the ultimate answer. It's like, what do you think? Who do you say I am? And that's the answer you have to have. And so he says, you are the Christ, Jesus. And then Jesus' response is, blessed are you because you know this. And we're all looking for blessings from, you know, Cracker Jack boxes and lotto tickets and winning free pizzas and the whole thing. And it's like, dude, you're blessed just because you know who Jesus is. Matthew 16, 17 says this. Jesus answered, blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. Here's what I want you to get. This is why this is a cool little teaching. Do you believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God? Do you believe that he is the Son of the living God, that he is the Christ himself? Do you believe he is the Messiah? If you believe that, Humanity did not teach you that. You did not capture that or catch that. It was revealed to you. Same word for revealed is to pull the layer back so it could be seen or understood. It's kind of like opened up or it's a revealing process is really what it is. And the revealer is God Almighty. For you to believe that Jesus is the Christ means that God, the king of the universe, in your personal life, pulled back the covers in your mind and said, look. And you went, wow. Sometimes hallelujah. Welcome back. To the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the Truth Station here in Texas. That's KAAMAN 770, the Truth Station here in Texas. Oh, me, oh, my. I like that fill. That fill is a really good fill. It's like God pulled your mind, pulled the layers of your mind back and said, look. Wowza. That's just really, I like stuff like that. All right. Trivia question, who, I can't believe it's not whom, who, according to Jesus, announced their gifts to the needy with trumpets in the synagogues and on the streets? Who, according to Jesus, announced their gifts to the needy with trumpets in the synagogues and on the streets? You guys got to know why a trumpet in the synagogue is such a big deal, because in the synagogue, it's very quiet. And then they were with their trumpets. Who did that? Uh, 972 445 would be the number to call. 214-210-8483 would be the number to text. And then David at he must increase.org would be the email. In the meantime, we'll do our DNA because we live by DNA. Ho, 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 ho. DNA stands for D, draw closer to the Lord. Daily. Daily. You know, this show's Monday through Friday, right? Add some time in on beyond that. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. And this show does not make up for your separate time with God, 
Okay, don't don't do that. Does not work. Sorry. Of course, <laughs> that is not. No, no, no. You spend time with the Lord. Just you know, close it off. I mean, I don't care. Listen, I, people say, people say, you know, the day I spend time with the Lord in the bathtub. Perfect. Close the door. Take a bath. Talk to God. What's the problem? Should be relaxing. That's D. Draw closer to the Lord daily and never be ashamed of Jesus or His words. Never be ashamed ever of what Jesus had to say. The government, the media. The woke people, the loony, 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 loons, they're going to try and make you ashamed. They have no heaven, no merit, no value to offer. Stand firm in your faith. Never be ashamed of Jesus or his words. And then A, always be ready to serve. To serve. All, I'm, all we're doing here is saying, let's add other people and their priorities into our priorities that's what we're saying let's just let's just expand that out that's our dna again the trivia question and then wow get ready for more text i love talking about the return of the lord just fires me up Uh, according to jesus who announced their gifts to the needy with trumpets in the synagogue and on the streets you think you know, 972-445-0770. Also, text 214-210-8483 or send an email to david at hemustincrease.org. For some of you who are trying to think, is it that those people I think it is? Yes, it's going to be those people. Uh, let's go back to the text we just finished for the coming one will come and not delay. Uh, here it is, verse 38. But my righteous one will live by faith, and if he draws back, I will have no pleasure in him. But we are not those who draw back and are destroyed, but those who have faith and are saved. Now listen to this text, and why this is important is because guess where we're going right after this? This is it. This is the end of chapter 10. Guess what's next? Hebrews chapter 11, the hall of fame of faith coming up right here. And so here's what's being said in verse 38, leading into Chapter 11, or leading into the next section, he says, But my righteous one will live by faith, and if he draws back, I'll have no pleasure in him. It's not a coincidence that these phrases are used, because remember, in order to please the Lord, in order to please the Lord, you got to have faith. And so you look at that, and you think, wait, wait, wait. He's saying if he if a person draws back from their faith, he's going to have no pleasure in them. Let's just understand what it is. The righteous live by faith. It's not by good works. It's not by good looks. And it's not by good vibes. It's by faith. The grace of God is given by grace and received by faith. Please reference Ephesians 2, 8, and 9 for verification. And the Lord tells us that if we shrink back from faith, we're in trouble. This is not having less faith, a person having like up and down faith. This is walking away from the faith. It's about drawing back away from God. In other words, it's like Getting closer and getting closer and getting closer, and then you're like, yeah, I'm not going to get close anymore. And then you get farther, and then you get farther, and then you get farther. Have you noticed that in the relationship with the Lord, there's something that it does require? Consistency. It requires a consistent pursuit and engagement. When somebody shrinks back from the faith, they are not 
continuing because even as Jesus referenced in the seeds, the cares of this world and the pleasures of this world have sucked the life out of them. And they're missing it because they've lost the eye on eternity. They've lost what the faith produces and they're walking back from it. This is what the Lord is saying. Hey, my righteous one will live by faith. He draws back. I'll have no pleasure in him. And then there's an affirmation from the author of Hebrews, and I don't, I don't actually, I gotta say this carefully. We don't preach these affirmations enough. That's what I would like to say. Because in verse 39, he says this, but we are not those who draw back and are destroyed because they've pulled back, but those who have faith. In other words, he says, look, don't be like those people that draw back. Don't be like those people that kind of, you know, oh, yeah, this Christian stuff's really great. It's great fire insurance. But, you know, I really got to get a house. I really have to have grandkids. I really need that, 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 you know, the Lexus. I'm sorry. Those are the more important things. So when somebody pulls back, right, they're, they're heading their life into destruction because they're not following after the faith, right? But the author of Hebrews goes, that's not you. I love that. That's not you. Hey, David, that's not you. Hey, Dynamite D, that ain't you. That's not who you are. You're a person of faith. And a person of faith is saved. Very affirming. Very, like, uh, confident affirming. He's warning people that start and pull back. But those of us are like, and I was talking to my brother yesterday. It's like, you know, people that talk about pulling back, it's like, pull back. To where? <laughs> where are you going to go? Who else has the words of life? You might do things different in your walk, but you ain't going nowhere else. Where are you going to go? You can't, I mean, you can't go, I'm committed to God. Now I'm committed to a movement, not necessarily God. Now I'm committed to, it's like, you can't do that. You can't get to the highest point Connect to the highest point and then go for something less. Can you? I can't do that. I've had the best steak ever, but from now on, I'm just going to pursue average steak. <laughs> it's like, what are you, are you crazy? Okay. All right. Who, according to Jesus, announced their gifts to the needy with trumpets in the synagogues and on the streets? And that would be Hippocrates or the hypocrites. They wanted to announce it because they were lying to themselves and just wanted everybody else to think they were that good. I'll stick with my goodness being in the Lord. Yes? Okay. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Taking a short break, then we'll come back. Don't go anywhere. What is the David Spoon experience? Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5. Our words will justify us or condemn us. And we understand our words will justify us or condemn us because they reveal our hearts. So therefore, in conclusion that our words justify us or condemn us because they reveal our hearts, we need to remember and operate and function, and function in Ephesians chapter 5 verse 20 which says this. And actually, you can even look at verse 19. Speak to one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Ephesians 5.19. 
sing and make music in, their, in your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Because you know that by your words you're justified and condemned, because you know they reveal your heart, you ought to make sure that you follow the scriptures that Paul commands us to follow, and you ought to be being thankful in everything. You ought to be being thankful in everything. And if you are thankful in everything, that will be a part of your verbalization or your speech, and that will be a revelation as to what's in your heart. Are you a thankful Christian? For everything. And you say, well, Dave, I'm thankful that he saved me, but I'm going through this trial and I don't like it. I'm not so thankful for the trial. And I say, I understand. I understand that. Uh, and again, not a new revelation coming right here. Romans chapter 8, verse 28 tells you the ticket, the method, the system by which you can be thankful in everything. Dave, are you going to mean I should be thankful in a divorce proceeding? I should be thankful that my brother is a drug addict? I should be thankful that I'm going bankrupt? I should be thankful that th these terrible things are happening? Or that I should be thankful that I can't sleep? No, I think you should read Romans 8, 28 with me and respond to this. And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him. So I think the answer is, can you be thankful in all those things? Yes. For going through a divorce? No. But that God is going to work into your lives good things through this process? Absolutely. If you don't believe that God is going to work things that are good into your lives in your trial, you don't believe anything he says. Because one of the greatest premises that Jesus laid down is, and I, and I caught this just earlier this week, let not your hearts be troubled. There will be trouble in the world. I've overcome the world. It's like, but Jesus said, don't let your heart be troubled. Well, as though we had a choice. We do. We do. And we should be thankful in all of it while we're going through for the actual drug addiction. No, but that God's not going to give up on the person. He's going to work good out of it. The David Spoon Experience. 770 KAAM Garland, Dallas, Fort Worth.